Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. Today we are diving in right where we left off last week and that is losing weight without dieting, but we are going to reframe that sentence. We are reframing it to honoring your body while reaching your goals. What a good reframe, right? That's the ultimate goal. How can we honor our body, treat our body really, really well, show our body the utmost respect, appreciation, adoration, all those beautiful words while reaching our goals? Because that's available. That is absolutely available to you. And so I hope you did your homework from last week, answered the questions. If you didn't, I will give them to you very, very quickly. Pause this episode and come back when they're answered. That is, what is your real goal? And that means, what do you really hope to accomplish? Why is this so important to you? Keep asking yourself that until you feel it in your gut. And believe me, you will know when you feel it in your gut. And then once you have that answer, What do you want to feel like when you reach your goal? And again, why is this so important? And then ask yourself, when I am at X goal, I am going to treat myself in the following ways. And then just list down all the habits that you desire. And from there, (laughs) we're still going with the self-questionings. From there, what am I currently doing that is in alignment with those things? All right, cool. Take it up a notch. And also, what am I currently doing that is not in alignment with those things that I need to move away from ASAP? Answer those questions. Come back to those questions. Write them down. Write them out down without judgment. They are only for you, only for your eyes. Let yourself say whatever it is you need to say. More importantly, let yourself feel whatever it is you need to feel. And then from there... Move into the conversation and into the energy of what we're talking about today. Honoring your body, treating your body really, really well while reaching your goals. It's really important to notice and become aware of the fact that finding peace in your body is going to be a challenge whenever you are not interacting with your body in a kind manner. It's just not going to happen, which is why diets don't work because You're not being kind to your body when you are following rules and restrictions that are coming from other people, outside sources that are not in alignment with how you wish to treat yourself. But when you've come up with rules, guidelines are the term I like to use instead of restrictions because we never want to restrict anything from ourselves unless we know it just absolutely makes us feel like shit. Like you'll never see me doing a shot. Because that absolutely makes me feel like shit. I am on restriction (laughs) from a shot. You will never see me doing any sort of drugs. It's just, that's not my vibe. It's not who I am. Not in alignment with how I want to treat myself. I am on restriction from those things. Like you can absolutely have restrictions for yourself. But restrictions around food are just in my opinion, garbage, unless they are legitimate, unless you know for a fact, like, okay, I eat that thing and I'm going to shit my pants. (laughs) I eat that thing, I'm going to break out in hives, then okay, yeah, absolutely restrict it. But if it's like, oh, it's gluten and gluten is so bad for me, 
no, 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 honey, you're on some bullshit. We don't restrict things. But in those cases, we can have guidelines. We talk about guidelines all the time in my Magic Mindset program because they are so fucking baller in helping you feel amazing. And guidelines are like bumpers, basically, on a bumper bowling alley. They allow you to basically kind of fuck up a little bit because we're human and we're going to and it's natural and it's going to happen. But they just put you right back on track, right? It's just like, oh, little bump. It's okay. Okay, I get that. That's not That's not where I want to be. That's not what I want to do. I'm going to move myself right back over. That is the energy that we want to bring to food. And so, you know, back to my original point, when you're following rules and restrictions from other people, it's going to not feel very good. When you are following rules and guidelines from yourself, you are going to notice almost instantly with a little bit of work. I won't kid you, right? I I will not kid you. This does take work. This does take, you know, some patience and it does take calling your bullshit. Absolutely. But you will notice, all right, when I am following things that are in alignment with how I, the keyword being you, how you want to treat yourself, how you want to show up with your body, how you want to nourish yourself. Oh my goodness. Like, Everything changes and you can start making changes from a place of kindness, from love and respect, which holy shit, if that doesn't almost instantly change the way you feel in your body, which will by default change the way you think you look in your body because perception is reality, very, very much so, like really amazing things start happening. All right, I promise. I'm going to stop making so many um, very big meta talks about being good to yourself, but you know who I am and you know how I feel. Please be good to yourself. But we're going to move into now the meat, what you can actually do, actual applications, things you can do in your life that will help you lose weight without dieting. You know we cannot have this conversation without me telling you the importance of cleaning up your sleep. If you want to lose fat without consciously restricting yourself, you need to be sleeping. And I understand that it's hard. If you are listening and you have small children who are waking you up at night, show yourself grace. It's not where you are right now in your life. I get it. I had my youngest. (laughs) He did not sleep through the night until he was three years old. Lord, help me. I know what it's like. It was like, oh my goodness, this kid is never going to let me sleep more than two hours without being interrupted. So I get it. It's not where you can focus yourself. And if you have a job that requires you to sleep on a not ideal schedule, I understand that. Show yourself grace because it's hard. It's a challenge. And You need to understand that. You need to accept that. And you also need to understand that maybe shifting your focus in a bigger way to other things that are more within your control is going to be beneficial for where you are right now. But to everybody else, because that is a small population of folks, for everybody else, sleep. Call your bullshit and sleep. If the thing keeping you up at night is Netflix, TikTok, or Instagram, get to fucking sleep. What are you doing? Don't you remember your parents? My parents always would say like, well, nothing good happens past 11 p.m. You know what? They're right. Except for nothing good happens past 8.30 p.m. (laughs) in my world. Get to bed. Getting to bed and especially hours before midnight. Deep sleep is what is correlated to your body restoring itself and to higher rates of fat loss. The more deep sleep that you have, the easier it is 
for you to shed fat because that is what our bodies are doing. We are literally breathing out fat cells throughout the night and that process is happening at a higher rate in deep sleep. Deep sleep, because we are animals, we are creatures, all of us, just creatures, sea creatures who evolved to live on land. I actually don't know, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. We're animals. There are biological sources that play that we cannot outsmart. And one of them is deep sleep happens traditionally in higher quantities before midnight. And so while you may be, say, going to bed at 11 11 o'clock at night and then sleeping all the way until 7, so you're getting your eight hours, you're still cutting yourself short when it comes to deep sleep. Hours before midnight matter. Try to get in some hours before midnight. Is midnight like a hard, fast rule? No, but really 2 a.m. is. It really, really is. And you're going to have cycles. And so don't think like, oh, if I'm getting to bed at 11, that gives me three hours of deep sleep time. No, no, no. It does not work like that. You're going to cycle in and out. And so if you're getting to bed, you know, at let's say 10 o'clock, maybe you'll get an hour of, of deep sleep time, which is which is great before that time. But it's I don't want to get too hung up on this. I don't want to waste too much time on this. I've already wasted too much time on this. But really all I'm trying to say is prioritize your sleep, get to bed as early as possible because it's going to be to your benefit. And waking up early in the morning has a lot of benefits too. It's going to give you time to meal prep. It's going to give you time to start your day with intention, to meditate, to maybe get in a workout, all of those wonderful things. There is no downside of going to bed early. So first and foremost on that list, sleep, 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 sleep hygiene, Focus on it. If you need help with it, let's hop on a call. I, I'm happy to help you do that. But that's number one. Big mover. Focus on sleep. The next one, and I'm not going to spend too much time with it because I know that it does not apply to everybody. But to those of you it does apply to, it is really fucking important for you to look at very, very closely for a ton of reasons, many of which we do not have time to get into today. But that is alcohol. Alcohol is not helping your fat loss process. I want to be clear. I am not saying that you absolutely cannot lose fat while drinking alcohol. You can. You absolutely can. It is possible. It is just a lot fucking harder. And so you have to be aware of the trade-off you are making when you are choosing to drink. Your body does not know what to do with ethanol which is alcohol's real name, ethanol. And if you Google ethanol, it's a poison. It is a toxin, which means our body's only job when we put ethanol into our body, which that's a white claw, honey bear, love you, love you so much, but I need you to know that. When you drink that, your body's metabolic function basically pauses and it does not start using fat as fuel and burning fat productively until all that ethanol is out of your system. And so any calories that you have in your body are going to just end up being stored as fat. And you're not going to be able to use any of the calories you have in your system as energy because your body is working very, very hard to burn off that ethanol in your system. And we know what it does to your sleep. Even as little as one glass of wine, one drink is going to throw off your sleep and it is going to absolutely just obliterate your deep sleep. And you just heard me pop off on how important deep sleep is for fat loss. And so know that when you are drinking, you are choosing, and frame it as that, I am choosing to forego restorative quality deep sleep for this drink. And if that's the choice you want to make, that is fine. 
I'm not judging you. There's no judgment at all here. You are an adult. You can do whatever you want. You just need to understand that. And when you understand the decisions that you are making, it makes it easier to make decisions that are in alignment with how you wish to treat yourself. I'm not even going to talk about the calories in alcohol because, you know, that's whatever. It, it, it's whatever. There's there's room. I, I want to be clear. Like I said, you can lose fat while drinking alcohol. You can shift things around to include alcohol into your diet. It is just not the same as eating those same calories from, let's say, a brownie because your body knows what to do with those calories. It may not love them. They may not be the best, highest quality calories for them to eat, but our bodies know what to do with it. And so it is more ideal and more beneficial to your goals to just have dessert over a drink, right? So just understand what's happening when you are drinking. Ask yourself what you are asking that drink to do, like what feeling are you trying to create? What are you trying to numb out? Are you just bored? Any of those things. And ask yourself if there's something you could substitute instead. Just like going to bed early is never a downside. Well, I can't say never, but it's very, very rarely a downside. I can say choosing not to drink, there is never, 100% of the time, there is never a downside. There is never going to be a reason why you are going to wish you did drink instead, right? There's never going to be a downside to that. And so if losing fat without dieting is on your to-do list, move away from alcohol. Not forever. You don't have to be sober. Not a sober girly here. Like I said, no judgment. Like my wine. I like a well-done margarita. But know how it's affecting you. Know where it can fit in your life and where it is just not working in your favor. Obviously, movement pays a huge role in body composition and maintaining a body size and body mass that you feel really good and comfortable in. Exercise is key here. We all know that. I have, you know, a couple weeks ago we did episodes on it. We don't need to go deep into that. But consider your need, which is your non-exercise movement, basically. Just moving around throughout your life. This is kind of where the whole 10,000 steps thing came in. And I am not saying that like if you hit 10,000 steps, you are going to reach your goals. You're not going to. It actually, you're. it's not a good indicator of weight loss, but it is a better indicator of weight maintenance. So it is important. It is absolutely important. But I don't want you kind of doing what we did. Oh, gosh, I don't even know how long ago was it? Like 15, maybe even longer years ago when Fitbits were new on the scene and in step trackers were new on the scene and we were like standing up and walking in circles around our living room to get the 10,000 steps. Like that gave nobody a six pack. <laughs> Let's be real. So you do not need to be doing things like that. But what you can do is just Think about your day and think about how you can add in more intentional movement. And so, yes, that may mean taking a couple laps around your office, parking further away at the grocery store, walking up and down the steps a couple times while you do your laundry, things like that. They add up. You want to be moving throughout your day, not because it is going to create this huge difference in calories burned, because the difference, you know, will be marginal, but marginal differences add up. And again, they do wonders for maintenance. And so just trying to stay as mobile as possible throughout your day is going to be to your benefit. And this is coming from a very, very lazy girl, a girl who just loves to lounge around and sit in my chair. Yes, I work out and I work out very hard, but I also do the opposite very, very hard too. I love laying on my recliner. So I have to remind myself during the weekend, like, okay, Heather, you still need to be moving a little bit more because 
it's just going to be to your benefit. It's going to help you feel better. And it helps reinforce the habits that you're a healthy person who moves your body, who takes care of your body. And so keeping that at the front of your mind is very beneficial. Another thing that is so crucially important that has absolutely nothing to do with the food on your plate, but also has absolutely everything to do with the food on your plate is stress. I hate when people in the fitness and wellness industry just say, okay, just concentrate on your stress and you're going to lose weight because like, yeah, you will, but also how the fuck do you do that? So I want to take a kind of U-turn in this conversation to deal with the subject of stress, which has nothing to do with your weight, but it also has everything to do with your weight because Stress is a driver of cravings. It's a driver of hunger cues. When we are stressed out, we tend to eat to soothe ourselves and numb ourselves and nobody is soothing themselves with a big hearty salad. (laughs) We are soothing ourselves with ice cream, Cheetos, and pizza or White Claws. So that is why it's important. What I want to talk about as briefly as possible because we can come back to this in another episode. Actually, we we really should come back to this in another episode. But we need to talk about the difference of real stress and perceived stress. Real stress is situations that you probably don't have much control over, which means they're not your problem. They're God's problem. But they're going to weigh on you, right? And I don't want to spiritually bypass or gaslight anybody out of thinking that those are not going to affect how you feel in your body and your body's functions. But there's perceived stress too. And that is the stress that we pick up and carry with us like it's an accessory and and we're just like poking it up every single day. And that is allowing the traffic to stress us out. That is allowing bullshit tasks to stress us out. That is allowing our perceived thoughts around what other people may be thinking about us or, you know, judging us, which probably is all bullshit. Like it is allowing things like that to stress us out. And that's just fucking stupid for a lot of reasons, but it's also trash for weight loss because that is you willingly picking up shit that is just not important and allowing it to affect you. And so when I say manage your stress, I don't mean that You need to trick yourself into thinking that life is perfect. There's nothing happening that is upsetting to you and just la-di-da, meditate your way out of it. What I'm asking you to do is look at what you are allowing to upset you and allowing to stress you out and asking if it's really a fucking problem. Because a lot of the times, it's not. And reminding yourself of that is often all you need to do to call your bullshit and not let that thing affect you, which will have a huge impact on your cravings, your hunger cues, and yes, your waistline. Because you're not going to have this like, you know, it's it's like those rubber band balls. Like you're adding a rubber band every single time you let a stupid conversation or a stupid situation cause you stress. And the bigger that ball gets, the more you're going to have to deal with. It's your responsibility to keep that ball as small and manageable as possible. And so remind yourself when you're feeling stressed out that often it's not really situations that stress you out. You are choosing to be stressed out about it. Just like you're choosing to have a drink and sacrifice your deep sleep. Remind yourself of the choice you have in your stress because it is going to make a huge impact on how you feel in your body, how you nourish your body, and how you treat your body. We can't have this conversation without also bringing up the importance of focusing on eating for your health, which you know I don't like to give blanket guidelines to people. But 
98, probably more percent of people benefit from the following guidelines. And that is focusing on getting enough protein, fiber, vegetables, and allowing whole carb sources. So what I like to refer to as God's carbohydrates, not because I think they're blessed or holy, but because they just come from the ground, right? Like potatoes, pineapples, fruit, bananas, all these things, like carb sources like that, focusing on them over more processed carb sources. Doing that allows you to eat in a way that is not depriving you, that is going to provide you with enough calories to feel really good and satiated, but also will allow you to meet your goals without that much effort and especially without having to count calories, count macros, count carbohydrates, all of those things. When you're eating a more whole-based diet, those things kind of take care of themselves. And I don't want to like say like, oh, just eat paleo and it's all fine. That's not the case. You can absolutely gain weight eating paleo, right? Like just eat a ton of nut butter and eat some agave syrup and all this fat and nuts and all these things. Yeah, that's going to add up. That's not what I'm saying here. And I don't mean to like sway you and say, well, don't eat not paleo. Like paleo's, it's fine. Everything has its downsides. Everything has its benefits. I'm not saying that your diet needs to be like clean or organic or all whole food based. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying when you put a focus on okay, I'm going to make sure I'm covering my nutritional basis. I'm going to make sure I'm getting enough protein to fuel my body, enough vegetables to keep things moving, enough water, enough whole carbohydrate sources that give me energy and make me feel satiated and happy and satisfied. It makes your job so much easier. And right in alignment with that, you can't deprive yourself. If you want to lose weight without dieting, that means no deprivation. What you need your focus to be on is being mindful, being mindful with your food. And I have episodes around being mindful with your food. And if you want, we can do another one because this is a conversation that I have in almost every single session. And it's an important one. It's a great reminder. I've been doing this, treating my body like this consciously for a very, very long time. And I'm still consciously and continuously reminding myself, be mindful, be mindful, be mindful. I think it's an important reminder for all of us to have. And I just want to throw that in there. You can be somebody who is well established in treating your body well and still need all of these reminders. Catching yourself in moments where you have not been mindful or where you have overindulged or interacted with your body in a way that you do not feel good about does not mean that you failed. It doesn't mean that you need to start over. It doesn't mean that everything is gone, all progress is lost. It means you're human. It means you're human. I do this for a living and I'm constantly reminding myself of the same things. And I love that, right? Because that's how we keep our bullshit in front of us. That is how we keep our shadows in front of us. When we stay consciously in the work and in the reminder that we want to treat ourselves well. And so when I say, you know, focusing on eating for health and being really, really mindful and present with your food, I truly believe that that's a lifelong thing. I think that you can absolutely be that person who effortlessly treats themselves well and eats really well, but also in the back of your mind, it's because you've built those habits, right? And habits happen when you are doing them. The second you stop doing them, they are no longer a habit. And that's why we need to stay conscious and aware of these things. Yes, you brush your teeth habitually, but you also tell yourself every single day to brush those teeth. 
brush your teeth. It is the same thing. It's the same energy. It doesn't mean that you're not succeeding. It doesn't mean that you're never going to get it right. It means that you're working the process. You are running the playbook. And so remind yourself of that. I'm going to tie this episode up here. As always, there's a lot of nuance that we didn't get into because we can't. Because you are different than me and her and she. And we all have different needs. We all have different goals. And we all have a ideal way to approach this. And if you need help figuring out yours, you know where to find me. If this episode helped you in any way, please, I'd be honored if you would rate and review this podcast if you have not already or share on your social media, comment on the post when I share it. All that stuff helps so much and it keeps me showing up here for you. I hope, like I said, I hope this conversation was beneficial. I hope you're feeling empowered to treat your body really, really well. And I will see you back next week.